Hello and welcome to the first episode of What the Coin. This is a podcast dedicated to reviewing coins on a weekly basis. Each week we're going to pick a coin, we're going to talk about it, we're going to fill you in and hopefully give you enough information so you can make an informed decision on whether or not this is something that you would like to invest in. <clears throat> so obviously the first place to start would be with Bitcoin. So this week on What the Coin, we are going to review Bitcoin. Okay, so what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. Uh, more specifically, it's a decentralized digital currency. It was created by people and businesses with computers dedicated to solving mathematical problems. So who made it? Bitcoin was created by Satoshi Nakamoto. Now, the interesting fact about Satoshi is that no one really knows who this person is. Um, at one point, uh, he claimed to be a 37-year-old male living in Japan, uh, but actually we don't even know if it's a he. We don't even know if Satoshi is Japanese. Uh, there's a lot of factors involved when people try to figure out who Satoshi actually is. Now, Satoshi published a white paper, and a white paper contains all the information about Bitcoin. If you're interested in learning about Bitcoin, I would um, highly recommend that you read the white paper. You may not understand all of it, but it will definitely help provide you with a good foundation and some good reasoning on why Bitcoin is here. Um, in that white paper and the way the code was written, um, there was perfect English used, uh, which leads people to believe that maybe he was not Japanese uh, because of how well his English was. Uh, occasionally, uh, he used phrases like bloody hard, which thought people which maybe inferred that he might be British. Um, he only communicated digitally, so nobody's actually heard his voice. Again, I, I say his voice, but it could be a, it could not be a he. Um, and some people believe that maybe Satoshi Nakamoto is a group of companies. Um, Satoshi being Samsung Toshiba, and Nakamoto being Nakamichi and Motorola. Who knows, right? We have no idea who it is. Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is just still a mystery to everyone. So why? Why was Bitcoin created? Why is there Bitcoin? There are a few awesome reasons that Bitcoin was created. A couple would be to alleviate the issue of trust, which we will get back to. It's fast, meaning I can send you money, you can send me money, and we can have that money in a matter of minutes. It's cheap, meaning the transaction fees. It can't be seized. Um, there's no chargebacks. Once you make a transaction, the transaction is permanent. Uh, no one can steal your payment information from merchants. You don't need a bank. There are no overdraft fees. You can make international payments. It isn't inflationary. There are only 21 million Bitcoins. There will never be more than 21 million Bitcoins. No one can go out and create extra Bitcoins. 
you own it. And like I said in the beginning, you don't need to trust anyone. So when I, I mentioned to alleviate the issue of trust, typically if you're going to send money to someone, let's say maybe you used Venmo or, or the cash app by Square, uh, you would open up your app, your Venmo app, and you would find your friend and you could send them five or 10 bucks. Now you're not sending the money directly to your friend. What you're doing is you're telling your bank that you want your bank to send their bank some money. And you know this money may take a day or two to clear from your account. This money may take a day or two to deposit in their account. And the bank is acting as a third party. We have to trust that the bank will do their job. But with Bitcoin, I can open up my Bitcoin wallet, I can go get my friend Carl's wallet address, and I can send him Bitcoin directly. I do not need a third party. I do not need to trust anyone. Um, it's between me and him. So, who controls this? Who monitors the whole Bitcoin situation? No one controls Bitcoin. There are computers out there, a vast majority of computers, a huge computer network that helps track um, the ledger, right? They keep information of all of the transactions that have been um, processed and they help process transactions. And we're talking a network of millions of computers. But there is no one centralized force that controls Bitcoin. So what makes it different from normal currency? Well, we've already hit a couple of points that make it different, but the main difference, it's decentralized, right? There is not one central force that controls Bitcoin. No one controls it. Uh, what makes a difference is there is a limited supply. There's only 21 million. Now these 21 million Bitcoins, they can be broken into smaller parts. Uh, the smallest part is called a Satoshi, which is 100 millionth of a Bitcoin. So if you're looking to get into the Bitcoin market, you don't have to purchase a Bitcoin, which the current price is hovering around $12,000 USD. You could purchase half a Bitcoin or you could purchase a Satoshi, which is, I, I'm not sure, maybe 12 cents or 1.2 cents. I'm not positive on that. Uh, I'd have to do the math. Um, so you could say that Bitcoin might be similar to gold, right? Whereas there is a limited supply of gold and you can't create more gold. Bitcoin is based on mathematics and not gold, like we previously mentioned. Uh, where our currency is based on gold, or at least was based on gold. Bitcoin's based on mathematics. Bitcoin, uh, like a Bitcoin account, or what we more formally call it as Bitcoin wallet, is easily set up and it can be anonymous. If you were going to go to the bank and set up a bank account, this isn't something that you can do in under two or three minutes. Probably not even in five minutes, maybe not even in 10 minutes. If you wanted to set up a Bitcoin wallet, you can set one up in a matter of minutes. You can set this up and you can be totally anonymous. Um, if you set up your wallet in about two minutes, I could send you Bitcoin and 
you'd be good to go the whole process in, in no time. Another thing about the Bitcoin transactions and the blockchains and the ledgers is it's completely transparent. If you've, if you've ever publicly used a Bitcoin address, anyone can tell how many coins are stored there through the blockchain, through the block explorer, okay? You would be able to go and tell how many Bitcoins I have. Now, I say anonymous because you may not know who that wallet belongs to. Yes, you can see my wallet address, but that's about all you can do. You may not know who was associated with that wallet address. That can be anonymous. Bitcoins can be transferred without a fee. Bitcoin transactions can be fast. And Bitcoin transactions are non-reputable. When Bitcoins are sent, the only way to get them back is if the recipient returns them to you. If you accidentally send a Bitcoin to a wrong address, I'm sorry, because it's gone. So there are quite a few attributes that make it different from your standard normal currency, or what we like to call fiat. Uh, when was it released? So Bitcoin was released in 2009, along with uh, Bitcoin came its white paper. Uh, again, I will put a link in the comments, something that you should definitely look up. If you just go to Google, uh, you can search Bitcoin white paper. So you think all this sounds great. All right, cool. Where do I get Bitcoins? So let's talk about the most popular place to get Bitcoins. And if you're in the United States, that's going to be Coinbase. I will provide a link also in the comments for you. Um, Coinbase will take fiat. And when I say fiat, I am talking about um, like US dollars or euros or yens. It will take fiat and it will convert it into Bitcoin for you. Now, Coinbase is going to charge you a fee uh, because Coinbase is a business, a multi-billion dollar business, and that's how they make their money. You can go on to Coinbase and currently you can purchase Bitcoin. Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, and Litecoin. Once you purchase your Bitcoin, you have the option to trade it on exchanges, which we'll get into shortly. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable going on Coinbase to buy Bitcoin, you could always buy it from friends. Uh, if you have a friend that's in the market, you could give them some money, they could send you some Bitcoin. Um, the other option is to mine Bitcoin. Mining Bitcoin is similar to mining gold. Well, you can make the argument that it's similar to mining gold, whereas you can get a computer, run a specific algorithm, and by verifying transactions on the blockchain and doing intense, um, intense calculations, you can be rewarded Bitcoin. Now, this is not as profitable as it was in the past, and I would recommend straying away from mining bitcoins unless you are going to have a serious investment in bitcoin mining equipment so now that you have bitcoin what are you going to do with it how do we use it okay great question currently people are investing in bitcoin uh, maybe to get rich the market is super volatile a couple of days ago, we had uh, Bloodbath Tuesday or Bloody Tuesday where Bitcoin dropped down into the $8,000 range. And right now it's back up into the $12,000 range. So you could see easily, if you were a day trader, 
how you can make some money on that and how you can get rich. Uh, people see it as an investment, maybe a long term or short term, but a lot of people like to play that game. Uh, a couple other companies are also accepting Bitcoin now. Uh, Expedia, Overstock.com, you can purchase Xbox games, and Facebook is even talking about integrating some sort of cryptocurrency onto their platform, which would be amazing and which would be a great help to the crypto world. So now that you have your Bitcoin, where do you store them? Uh, you're gonna store your Bitcoins in what we call wallets. There are several different types of wallets, including hard wallets, soft wallets. You can store them on exchanges or in paper wallets. I would definitely recommend a hard wallet. I use the Ledger Nano. That's where I like to store my Litecoin and my Bitcoin. Even have some Ripple in there. Wallets are a conversation for another day. Definitely something that you need to look into. And I think that about wraps it up. So again, how do you start? How do you get into Bitcoin? What are you gonna do? One, you're gonna read the white paper. Two, visit a couple websites. I'll put some links. Um, three, go to Coinbase or talk to a friend. Maybe spend a hundred bucks, get in on, uh, buy some Bitcoin. And from there, oh, you can hold on to your Bitcoin or you can go to exchanges and you can invest in other protocol coins or tokens or application coins. You may hear a lot about Litecoin and Ripple and Cordano and IOTA. All, all very similar to Bitcoin. So thank you, everyone. Uh, this is my first podcast again. I hope it went over well for you. I plan on talking about Litecoin next week. Uh, Litecoin being one of my favorites and then possibly Ethereum the week after that. So my name is Adam. With that, I am out of here. And thank you, everyone.